Welcome to Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. This is a show about two-way player sensation Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels going into now his fourth season. Time is flying by. Definitely feels like the third. Yeah, it's like Otani's our kid and we're just watching him grow. Like, oh my (laughs) god. You remember when he was just yay high? Back when he was... First learning what fish tacos were. Yeah, you know, back when we thought that he was going to be hitting and pitching all the time. Damn. Yeah, I didn't didn't mean to get bitter, but yeah, let's get to it. Let's real quick just start off with recapping last year, which was the pandemic-shortened season. He was coming off Tommy John surgery, was going to have a slow buildup, begin pitching in May... Everything got changed. He had kind of a different and weird prep time. And then his pitching was just a disaster last year. I think I blocked it out of my head. Not that he had two bad starts, but that he had a 37.80 ERA. I'm hoping Otani also blocked it out of his brains. (laughs) Because it's just something that's not pretty, something that could get in your head. And obviously these numbers are inflated because of the few amount of innings that he actually pitched. But they're horrific, to say the least. I mean, this number's going to go on the back of a baseball card. So Yeah, I mean, for context for non-baseball people, a more normal ERA would be like a 3.780, not a 37.80. And even then, that wouldn't be, like, amazing. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst, but... Yeah, it's it's just not a pretty number. And he didn't even have a time to redeem that. Shortly after this horrific ERA was put up, he was stopped and became a batter only for the rest of the season. Yeah, with the forearm strain. And you would think, like, oh, you know, he could just focus on hitting. That would be better. But... He didn't do good on the batter's end either last year. 190 average. Like, it's just painful. Probably not as bad as the 37.8 ERA, but this is pretty close. I mean, he had the dingers, which every time he hits one, it kind of, it's like a morale boost. It like It's like better than just getting a strikeout or something. But if I remember correctly, like last year when we did this preseason or like looking forward episode to the season, we were hoping like, oh, you know. Maybe 280, 290, (laughs) maybe 15 bombs. The pitching starts, I think we went a little high because we were like hopeful, but we kind of knew that it was iffy and that he might not really get many. But at least for the hitting, we were like excited. Like, all right, this dude could do it for sure. And even that we were pretty off on. But let's leave the negativity in last year for now. And over the offseason, I mean, the Angels weren't in the playoffs. Big surprise. (laughs) And in the meantime, we basically just got updates here and there that he was doing well with his routine, scheduled to be healthy again for the start of spring training, etc. And the only other major news of the offseason was that the Angels and him avoided an arbitration hearing with his contract, signed him to a two-year $8.5 million deal. $3 million for 2021, $5.5 million for 2022. 
He'll still be arbitration eligible in 2023, the last year before free agency. And yeah, any thoughts on the contract stuff real quick? I'm not really too familiar with how like these pre-arbitration contracts work and like how much money players usually get, but this seemed okay. And I remember at the time that the articles and news was coming out how much he was getting paid. Everyone seemed to be okay with it, so I guess I'm okay with it as well. It's also Otani, who's the player with all the hype. He still has the hype. He still has the potential, but we still haven't really seen it pan out how we want it. So he has a lot to prove on these, what is it, two, three years that he has left between here and 2023 before he gets possibly that big check that he's looking for. So that he's getting the eight. Don't let that sound like a low number. I know it sounds crazy when you compare it to Trevor Bauer and Tatis, who got like 300 and stuff. That's Those are like different cases. This seems like a good thing. You know, like the Angels want to keep him around and trying to keep Shohei happy in the meantime. Yeah, and if anything, maybe it's better he's doing this kind of deal now while he's in this experimental phase, which, again, we don't know how long this two-way player experiment, I think it's fair to call it that, will last whether that's, you know, a couple years more or whether that's something he still tries to do over his whole career. But I think at least in the early stages of it, when it can go so much either way, it probably works out for both sides for this kind of a deal where it would be kind of hard for a team to dish out like $25 million for him at the moment per year or something to that effect at those higher levels. And he probably would get a decent contract, and I'm sure he will when he goes to free agency. But right now, like you said, he still has more to prove. So I think it's okay for the moment, probably. So coming into spring training, we knew the boy got the deal. But now it's more like, all right, this is technically the season where he should be fully healthy, right? After the Tommy John. And I think for me, mentally, the number one thing was speed. Like, if my boy's on the mound and we seen that gas again, talking about that 98 plus, all right, the dude is back. Speed comes with movement and ball rotation, blah, 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 all that nerdy shit. So the bat, I'm not worried about even good hitters go through waves. And since it was a short season, could have just been like he couldn't find his groove. Yeah, I think going into spring training... I feel like we were coming off last year where both of us who, you know, wanted to happen as much as anyone for the two-way player aspect were feeling like, damn, maybe this is coming to an end or at least a time limit of one or two more years for him to try it. And I don't know, I think there's always kind of that rebirth of hope, at least for some people, when spring training or a new year or anything comes around but I was still feeling skeptical and like pessimistic like all right let's see what you can do you know and I would say I don't know I can't speak for the general population but I would say most people probably felt the same but it flipped real quick like we'll get into his spring training more in depth in a sec but he had a strong spring training and I feel like his hype and his kind of faith was restored in people 
to a level almost like at what he started with, where people were just so excited to see him doing anything again, either on the mound or hitting. Yeah, I agree. Because after his first injury happened on his rookie year, I think after that, every time he played or even pitched, it was more like nail-biting for everyone else, you know? Like, oh, shit. Like, obviously, you're hoping he does good, and you're hoping for the best, and blah, blah, blah. But in the back of your head, it was always like, oh, is this next pitch the one that fucks him up? Or, you know, I feel like that's how I was waiting. Like, every game he was going to play, I was, like, waiting for that notification on my phone. Like, oh, Otani back out i think a big part of that which helped was his first pitching appearance in spring training where he looked good and his fastball was up there like you talked about looking for in the 96 to 100 mile per hour range and did pretty well on the mound in general kind of restored at least an initial confidence boost in people especially after the first pitching outing last year. And again, this is spring training, so it's not exactly the same. But last year with the first regular season, that pitching experience going so poorly, this is like kind of a breath of like, okay, it wasn't that he still did pretty good velocity back up. It was like a little relief. I mean, yeah, like you said, this is a good sign. His speed is up. That means... We have a chance to see that Otani we first saw those first couple weeks when he came up. We'll get back to pitching again in a sec, but during this time, he was also hitting the ball. I feel like he was getting a lot of attention for clearing the batter's eye over center field, which he did several times throughout spring training. He also was hitting a bunch of apple tacos and even had a two-home run game on the 15th. Like He was putting on a hitting show. Yeah, the dude's got pop. And it's weird. Like, I still watch his swing, and it's like that very Asian style of swinging where it's like you're almost like starting to run as you swing. It's almost like a slap hitting. I just think of Ichiro. Imagine that, but with fucking insane pop. Ichiro had pop, but his specialty was like just hitting it into the outfield and getting a hit or a double. Otani's like smacking that thing and like hitting moon shots which is insane yeah no Tani's even already got a John Boy breakdown in the books for this season and John Boy was talking about how with the swing on this one specific play he was breaking down how his body form looked like so off from that he was going to hit it and then he just kind of lightly smacks it to the opposite field and it goes and hits the wall like, that's how powerful he is. It's just wild. And also, one of those that he hit over the batter's eye was against Shane Bieber, AL Cy Young of last year. And within a matter of days before that, he had also struck out last year's AL MVP, Jose Abreu. So it's just one of those kind of fun stats. And then a similar thing happened where he singled off Blake Snell, former Cy Young, when they played the Padres and then in the same inning struck out Fernando Tatis Jr., who is probably going to be an MVP coming up, just got a 14-year extension. Those headlines, I think, won't get old. Like, they're just crazy to see always. Straight up strike out 
one or a couple of the best hitters there are right now. And on top of that, coming to bat up a couple dingers or a couple nice hits against former Cy Young. You're like, all right, I'm back in this. And again, like, this is what we want. We want confident Otani. And also in that Padres game, he hit leadoff too, which was interesting and could be something to see within the season potentially. And speaking to your point about, you know, confidence and bordering on cockiness, Otani even had a quote of, if I could get run support for myself, that would give me extra confidence on the mound to be more aggressive, which is, you know, just a flex. Not to stir the pot, but maybe that's some shots fired at the Angels. It's like, yo, I'm going to have to <laughs> pitch my own games and score my own runs. I mean, sure he doesn't want to do it all. The Angels might need to invest in a cloning machine and then he could be a nine-way player. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, his pitching otherwise throughout spring training was pretty good. The only exception was at the very end. We're recording this the night after he just pitched against the Dodgers and he just got his shit rocked in that game. Just smacked around seven earned runs. Corey Seeker hit a bomb off him. And there was, at the end, something about blister on his finger, and supposedly that's at least partially to blame, isn't supposed to be serious, but not the best way to cap off what was otherwise a great spring training. I wouldn't call it a good thing, but the only thing you could do is shrug your shoulders. It's the Dodgers. That's true. Yeah, you're facing the former World Series champions. Yeah, exactly. On top of that, you added the blister thing, which you don't want. You hope it doesn't become a nagging problem. I mean, we've talked on the show before about him getting blisters in the past. So it is a reoccurring issue, which isn't a good thing that it's coming back, but it also isn't new. So hopefully they have, you know, experience learning from it where they know how to deal with it better. I would say overall, this has been a very successful and encouraging spring training for Otani. It seemed like he was more relaxed, and he even said that himself, whether that's true or not, but he says that he's having more fun, he's more loose. I mean, even just in terms of the Tommy John stuff, like we had talked about, he's supposedly now full go in terms of what he can do, no restrictions, etc., even though I still don't believe that during the regular season, the Angels won't baby him yeah. and refer to that. but To that, I'd say stop the cap. And in terms of going into the season two, they said that he's going to pitch in the rotation. They're going to have like a six-man rotation. And it won't be a set specific day of the week like they did in the past. So he would be pitching on five days rest unless there's an off day. And it would be flexible in terms of him getting the day off before and after he pitches. Probably the day before, most likely, because if he gets hurt, then they have no pitchers for the next day. But supposedly the Angels are open to discussion on both. And Madden said that Otani is mainly going to be focusing on preparing to pitch and then working on his hitting around that, since the pitching takes more prep and work. And he could pinch hit on days he's not DHing or pitching, which has happened in the past. Yeah, Otani seems to be feeling good about where he's at with his health and everything. So 
with all that in mind and with spring training and everything, where do you stand on Otani going into the season? I mean, after seeing this spring training, I'm kind of excited to say the least. I got what I wanted, which was that speed. I think his pitching should be back. Am I a little scared still? Sure, but I feel like we're on the good side of like that injury bug. The scary part is done. His hitting seems to be coming back, like you mentioned. Already just hit five in those short couple at-bats that he had. So we know that Pop is back. His confidence is back. So right now, from what we've seen, there's no reason for this to go bad. I want to be as positive, and I've been really wanting to get super excited all spring training, and not that I haven't at all, but I feel like I'm still going through PTSD from these past few years where it just seems like an injury always happens, no matter what, and I feel like for him to get through a full season with full health, going all pitching and hitting on both ends. Like, I don't want to go as far as saying it'd be a miracle, but it just seems more unlikely than not. And I don't know if that's, like, the realist or pessimist in me, but I'm just still skeptical, maybe to protect myself from being let down again. But I just can't fully dive into believing yet. But I'm still, like excited about the possibility of it and i i do agree that this is probably the best single moment in terms of fresh start that he's had because you could argue like it's when he first came to the angels but they didn't know as much then as they do now and in that way we're probably at the best kind of juncture of him to possibly make this happen So I think that's a positive thing. So I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope he has a fully healthy season all year. Pitches great. Hits great. What do you think it would take for him to win the MVP in terms of both pitching, hitting combo numbers? Yeah, I mean, this is where it gets fun. This is where we do the the video game numbers. Because in order for him to get MVP... Luckily for him, I don't think he has to be the best pitcher, and he doesn't have to be the best hitter either. I think he just needs to be a little bit above average in both, and he'd be up there. However, this would require him, again, that health bug, like to be healthy. He can't miss many starts. So in terms of numbers, I'm not saying that these are the numbers he needs to be an MVP. I'm just saying these are kind of the numbers that I would like to see from him. Or it'd be cool to see him sit around. I'll say when it comes to batting, somewhere like 270, 25 bombs. Sounds like a lot, but throughout a whole season, I think he can do it. 70, 80 something RBIs, and I think he's good. Everything else can be on and off, but just have that on base pretty high and... When it comes to pitching, this is the tricky one. This is where he can either throw 20 or, again, he could throw two games. Who knows? This is like the biggest gamble. In terms of starts, I don't know. 20? Decisions? Give me 10. Give me 12. That's like pretty good. Not every pitcher. Even good pitchers don't get there sometimes. So maybe I'm asking too much. But 
if he could start 15 to 20 games this year, bruh, that's like a blessing for the Angels. Keep that Yari under four? I don't know. Give me like a seven or eight K per nine ratio or something. I think that's decent. Yeah, I think the bar is definitely lower in terms of like he only has to do a certain amount of both pitching and hitting, but either doesn't have to be as high as like winning the Cy Young or winning MVP just because of hitting. But on the pitching end, I do like the 10 win idea that you mentioned. I think that's a nice kind of goal to reach for ERA if it could be somewhere in the three to four range at the most. Under would be even better, obviously. And on the hitting side, like if he could crack 290, even 285, I think you said, that would probably be a huge confidence boost for him. He doesn't even have to break 300 necessarily, although that would be a huge confidence boost and it's definitely possible. But in terms of like dingers, be really nice to see him reach 20. 25 would be a nice extra goal. I mean, he hit 22 in 2018, so it's definitely possible. But yeah, it should be interesting. Now that we know what we want from Otani, the next challenge is the Angels being the Angels, you know? This offseason, they improved, or I don't know, I guess you could say that with a question mark at the end. Added some pitching to their staff uh, with Jose Quintana and Alex Cobb. For the starters. Yeah, I mean, they're vets. You kind of know what you're getting from them. They're not necessarily going to be lights out. They're just inning pitchers where, like, you're going to throw them out there. They're going to throw innings, but number four and five starters, really, so. Which is kind of the problem in that the Angels just have a bunch of, like, low-tier starters. They, once again, didn't get an ace or even a top-of-the-line pitcher. This is, again, for people who don't know, a pitching staff that had the second worst ERA ranking in the majors last year. I don't know. I think they did improve it. Sure. But is it good enough? I don't think so myself. Like it could maybe strain them by, but the fact that they didn't pick up anyone else significant, like I get if you don't want to spend on Bauer, maybe he had a super high contract, but Like, you couldn't even pick up Jake Odorizzi. It's just kind of baffling year over year that the Angels just keep skipping out on investing in pitching. What do you think it is? Like, they're being picky. Like, they don't want to wife up a player with a big contract until someone they really want. Or what is it? Because everyone knows they need more starting pitching. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they're involved in some pretty bad contracts, you know. Pujols, even the Upton one isn't the best contract. And I think it's like a mix of everything. They've made bad decisions that they're getting burned for now, and they're kind of afraid that it's going to keep happening to them. Trevor Bauer should have been an angel. I think that would have been the right move. Not even just because he's obviously going to get wins, and it's like a Cy Young pitcher, but you want him passing on his knowledge to like the young crowd. He could be that vet that adds a couple miles per hour to Canning's fastball. On top of that, he just brings that marketability. He'll make Otani more fun with his vlogs and videos. Like, it's what you want, and that's out of the way. Which sucks. He went to the other side of the freeway or some shit like that. 
just whatever. But now this rotation is Bundy, okay, Cobb, okay, Heaney, decent, Canning, decent, Otani, and Quintana. It's like a bunch of averages and like a question mark on Otani, obviously, since he's still like an experiment. If I'm a team coming to face the Angels, I'm really not afraid of anyone here. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'm not even an Angels fan, and it's frustrating to me that they seem to never get this right. And in the bullpen, I mean, even at the time of us recording this, they just announced some more additions they made, and they have so many options that maybe something will work this year. I still think they could use at least a more top-tier closer shut the game out type of guy but yeah i mean that's why they got aj ramos i think who was a closer for the marlins he's actually decent a little bit of a problematic pass if i remember right but he's okay this bullpen doesn't have its clear studs it's gonna be a problem for them past the seventh inning too to win games all right and then going on to the hitting and the rest of the fielders we'll just kind of go around the field Starting at home plate, got the catcher. They brought in Kurt Suzuki as a backup to Max Stasi, who's recovering from hip surgery. That's a move I like. I think Suzuki is pretty decent player, especially for a backup, and has playoff experience and everything too. So, At first base, Angels have Jared Walsh. He was a rookie last year, right? Yeah, I believe so, but had a crazy september crazy september i mean the boys got pop seems like this is the clear pujols replacement mm-hmm. right now at first base who's on his last year and probably retiring after and also for people who don't remember jared walsh is also a two-way player so even though he's not being utilized in that way right now it's in the cards and maybe they'd even use that to give shohei motivation of like Maybe you're not the best two-way player even on this team. That'd be crazy if he just becomes like the better one. Going to second base, of course, we got David Fletcher, the god. Probably my favorite player on the Angels behind Otani. So versatile, so consistent, so exciting to watch. I feel like he's low-key like the DJ LeMahieu of the Angels. Yeah, he is. He's like an old school player, you know, just get on base and get it done. And at shortstop, it's Andrelton Syke, not Simmons, because <laughs> the boy left. Andrelton Simmons, I mean, gold glove, all-star player at shortstop, became a free agent, and yeah, the Angels didn't pick him up, went to the Twins. No surprise there. Yeah, like, no surprise. Maybe they saved some money, but I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. Instead, now we have Jose Iglesias there, who, believe it or not, isn't that much of a step down when it comes to the defense, like the dude is a wizard with the glove. His bat, however, not the best, but... I mean, he was showing off on defense in spring training, like, highlight clips multiple times. I mean, I was impressed, personally. Yeah, for sure. Like, the dude has a pretty nice highlight reel right now. Then at third base, we got Anthony Rendon. I mean... Shouldn't need to say much here. All-star, won a World Series a couple years ago. Brings a great bat to the lineup. Great in the field, too. So, just strong. Got someone new in right field. His name is Dexter Fowler. 
may know him. The Cubs, Cardinals. I mean, the dude's been everywhere. Uh, veteran player. Kind of know what you're going to get from him. He's pretty much just going to be there. Maybe not for long. You know, just until Joe Adele decides to turn it up. We got Mike Trout in center. The modern day Babe Ruth. Who, of course, will have another all-star season. I mean, you can't really bet against him at this point. Mm, not at all. And at left, the human light switch. <laughs> Justin Upton, because that boy be on and off. You know what I mean? Like, he just decides when he plays or not. Um, He's had a good spring training, though. Yeah, like, yo, Justin Upton is one of those, like, yeah. what it could be, bro, if you just, like, were consistent <laughs> and healthy. Also have, like, the backup of Taylor Ward. Yeah, and, like, Fowler can move around. Walsh could even be in the outfield. They have different options for moving people around, too. I think technically even Fletcher could go out there. Are right. they going to do yeah. that? Probably not, but that dude is a true 5-8, 10-tool player. <laughs> so this is an Angels lineup that we're kind of familiar with. This is kind of a rotation we're familiar with. Uh, I don't expect anything outside of what we've seen, which is kind of the sad part. Uh, wasn't much of an improvement. You can hope for a better season from the players, but... I don't know if that's going to be enough for the Angels to make the playoffs or have a crazy run. I mean, again, it's possible. These are professionals and they're all great players. But compared to other teams and even just teams in the division like the A's and the Astros, they're going to have a tough go at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree that it's not a drastically different team or anything. But I also feel like last year they underperformed from what they were capable of and... I'm not saying there's necessarily an indication that that'll change this year, but I do think it is a possibility. I think they do have a higher ceiling than they've been letting on. Like, if their bats really started clicking as a team, and if the pitching was like halfway decent enough to support that, or at least where the bats could kind of outweigh the pitching, then they could maybe make some moves, but at the same time, even if they reach that higher level, they're not going to go far either into the playoffs or even making the playoffs at all. And I do have faith in Joe Madden. This will be technically his second season, but his first real full season. They do have a new GM, Perry Minasian, or however you pronounce it which I don't know how much of a difference that'll really make. I mean, obviously it didn't in terms of off-season moves, but they're also dealing with like the Mickey Callaway stuff with his quote-unquote allegations, at least for now, which MLB claims they're looking into. We'll see if action gets taken on that. And, you know, the limited capacity for stands might work out for the Angels because it's basically just their normal amount, so shots <laughs> but yeah so that wraps up the first episode of season four of otani comes to america i'm jack you could find me at jack bloom summer summer with an o on everything and i'm kev you could find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and good luck to mr otani aka two-way shohei aka showtime aka the greatest showman aka the anaheim star boy A.K.A. the six-tool player. A.K.A. the double-trouble ring-slinger-dinger-hitter. A.K.A. 
Shoei the money. A.K.A. Otani B. A.K.A. The boss of all clout. A.K.A. Mr. Hot Wheels. A.K.A. Swohe Otani. A.K.A. Let me get a number 17, please. What's that? An Apo Taco. With a little bit of Shohei sauce. A.K.A. Shohei got the pop. Shohei got the smoke.